Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Get on the floor! What's up, people? This is You're Not Listening, the podcast that teaches you how to actively listen to music one song at a time. I'm Sean O'Loughlin. I am Sean's dad, Jim. And welcome to a new year. This is the episode for January 2022. Crazy. We made it. And we're making a commitment to get at least one of these out per month. Yep. That's kind of, that's, that's our commitment. Yep. But there may be more, but that's what we're, that's what we're going with. And uh, got some good songs for you today, but before we get into them, I want to remind everybody to subscribe wherever you listen so you can get every new episode directly downloaded to your device as soon as it's available. Make sure that you check out our Teespring store and pantheonpodcast.com, which is uh, the music podcast network that we're proud members of. If you like this show, I guarantee you'll like plenty of find of, plenty of other shows there that you like <laughs> as well. It's all about music. Right. Um. I didn't prepare for this at all. I'm just kind of just going by the seat of my pants right now, if you can tell. It's a new year. Yeah, it's a new year. So why would you prepare anything? No way. No way. Right? Just wing it. Before you go on, uh, how about a little uh, of a heads up and a shout out to Craig? Yeah, I was going to say that. We were both asked to be guests uh, on the Music Musing podcast with our buddy Craig over there. He does an awesome podcast just talking about music, just like we like to do. And he had each of us on uh for separate episodes which is kind of cool it's like a two-parter so he we weren't able to bounce off each other like we <laughs> normally do but uh but it was fun we love we love craig we love music musings we and uh we on. think you guys should check that out and we'll share that on our social media as well so everyone can check that out it's on youtube as well as all of the podcast players how do you like doing you the youtube again. thing do you think that's something we should try we could i i don't have any experience with video editing so i don't re- i mean Unless it's just... It's, we play the songs. It's live. We play the songs, so we would need to edit it because we would need to cut out oh, that music. Right. So that's gotcha. there. Or else it would just get flagged by YouTube and pulled down. Right. right. So and that's, get that's the only yeah. thing. Right. Yeah, that's the only thing. Yeah. So it would take some t- some editing. But, you know, we can look into it. If that's what people want, if they can go... If they go on our <laughs> Patreon page and give us some money, then maybe we'll, right. maybe we'll right. look into <laughs> Pay it. Pay for legal fees. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> that was good. It was fun with him. It was good. It was fun. It's always fun uh, with Craig. He's a great guy and he's got a great show. So make sure you check that out. Uh, I don't think, I mean, we don't need to go through all the stuff, you know, check out, find us on social media. We're on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, should join the group. So you can talk uh, to other listeners about music and share some music that you love and maybe find some new music that other people love that they shared on there. It's, it's a good community. Yeah, we got to ramp it back up. It was going hard at Christmas time yeah, yeah. and then it died off during the holidays. So we need to kind of like get, yeah. get the conversations flowing again. People get busy for a new year. Yep. Yeah, for sure. But it, it was nice to see people who came into it for, from different parts of all of our lives talking to mm-hmm. each other. You know, right. so again, kind of creating kind of cool. a community without us kind of navigating it, which is happening, you know, kind of in the uh, organic way. So it was nice. It was good. Yeah, pretty cool. So uh, a couple songs today. 
uh, I am doing the song Dreams by the Cranberries, and you're doing Me and Bobby McGee by Janis Joplin. Yep. Both awesome songs. Yep. So I guess let's get right into it. Do you have anything you want to say before we start? No, yours was a surprise, though. I have to say, I, you know, I was trying to, I mean, we never know until about an hour before each each time when we, we record um, what the other song is going to be. And we pulled that one. I was like, wow. But honestly, I wasn't going to do Janis Joplin four hours ago myself. I was looking for a bunch of other things left too. So, but. Well, you said you were going to do Stevie Ray Vaughan. So I was like, well, let's find something different. Let's find <laughs> yeah. like a, so I went with an angst, angsty woman song. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so then did you I. came back with, with another one, another angsty woman song. <laughs> See, so we're starting great, off strong. Great minds, you know. Yeah. Well, but it's yeah. okay, because I, I, I actually, I really love both of these songs. So oh it's going to be and, and when, when a good one. You introduced this version to me that you're going to talk about and stuff, um, which mm-hmm. I hadn't seen before. It was like, oh, I remember how much I love this song. So good. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> the Cranberries were awesome. Yeah. And they were very, very defining of like 90s mainstream radio. So we're going to talk about it. Okay. But first, let's go go ahead and listen to it. Click the link in the show notes uh, to listen to Dreams by the Cranberries. Or, you know, just pull out your cassette tape or your CD and pop <laughs> it into your boombox and uh, give it a listen. Now, do you want the, back. the original one or do you want the one yeah, that yeah. you... Yeah, okay. No, no, do the original one. Yeah. I'll, I'll put a link into the live version too, but, you know, we're going to we're gonna be focusing on the original one. Gotcha. Actually, so. Okay. Go on back, listen to it, come, come back and we'll talk about it. Whoa. Remember that one? Yeah, but I don't remember that ending. Yeah, well, I think they usually kind of cut that off. Right, because I think uh, anytime you hear it on the radio, you would never hear all all that. Yeah, they don't let it go all the way to the end. That ending sounds almost like like um, traditional Native American music, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's kind of haunting. Yeah, no, that's a good way to put it. It's uh, it's it's super interesting. Her voice is really unique. Yes. So we'll get to that that ending, but um, I wanted to talk about her a little bit. So this lead singer for the Cranberries. She's the second lead singer, but she was there for all of the big hits and everything. And her name is uh, Dolores o- O'Royden? O- O'Riordan? Not sure. I think it's Riordan. O'Riordan? Riordan, yeah. Okay. Dolores I don't think there's o- an O. O'Riordan. I think it's Riordan. Isn't it? O'Riordan. No, yeah, you're right. There's definitely, yeah. there's definitely yeah. an O. Yeah. But yeah, so she's from County Limerick, so I guess she has a pretty, I guess people from Limerick have a pretty strong accent and she's it says on her Wikipedia page, it says uh, an Irish musician, singer, songwriter, best known for, uh, uh, let's see, has one of the most recognizable voices in rock in the 90s. She was known for her lilting mezzo-soprano voice, signature yodel, emphasized yeah. uh, emphasized use of keening and strong limerick accent, which Ke- all of that is- Keening. Yeah, keening is, uh, let's see what it says about that. Traditional form, uh, it's it's an Irish, it's the that when you hear like the Irish- Celtic women kind of stuff, right? Traditional form of vocal lament for the dead in Gaelic Celtic tradition. Wow. Okay. So you hear all of those elements in her. And I remember a few years ago when she died, it was it was big news. She died. It says she drowned uh, as a result of alcohol intoxication. Wow. In yeah. 2018. 18, Actually, right? yeah. January 15th, 2018. Wow. Okay. And I remember that because the Cranberries music was kind of like going all over the place when that happened because right. everyone was playing and, yep. and it, that, it, that kind of like brought me back into the fold and like reminded me how much I actually loved yep. their music. They have some really good songs and a lot of their songs have different sounds. Like they don't all sound the same, which is well, kind of cool. And I think it was, you know, from, from an Irishman's point of view, you know, if people in Ireland, it was looked at as a, one of the, the biggest losses of the country. Mm. You know, you know, she who, was huge. I mean, whoever was one of the huge. biggest artists in this country would be, it would be kind of looked in the same, the same kind of veins. So, so. 
Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I I had for the listeners, I had Dad watch a live version of this where they played it in. Actually, it was in Paris. Yeah, crazy. Um, the sheer amount of people, and from the second they hit that first note, everyone was just screaming. Yeah. I mean, and this is from 1999, so it was you know I think this album came out in like 94, maybe 92. Song was released in '92. Wow! And hit the UK charts in early '94. So, but so this was '99 when it came out. So it was like people were just going nuts. It was crazy. Yeah. The crowd was yeah. insane, and the song rocked really hard, which is yeah, that, you wouldn't expect. So different than the, if you just listen to the live version. If you listen to the straight up version, of the studio version versus the live one, you wouldn't think that it would be kind of delivered in the same way. Hmm. But they delivered it as a straight up, you know, rocker. And the entire, play, I mean, that that venue would have like fallen to the ground, you know, because right. everybody was just in sync, jumping up and down. And going, it was crazy. So good to see if you get a chance to see it. Look yeah. It, look and it what, on YouTube. I'll, I'll put a link to it in the show notes so people can watch that video. But one thing that you mentioned after you watched it is she didn't sound like she no. was in key. No. Um, she did sound like she kind of had trouble finding the key. But you know what's interesting is in this, she does do, We if you talk, if you remember when we talked to um, Alex from the Gaslight Anthem, yeah. I mentioned at one point how Brian does in a couple songs where he sings uh, octaves, right? He'll sing a low part and a high part at the same, like an overdub them in the studio. And he said they didn't, they almost never perform those songs live because he couldn't figure out if he should sing the high part or the low part. And, oh, and I do remember him saying She does that, the right. same thing in this. If you listen to the verse, in she this, couldn't. She couldn't find the groove. Yeah, yeah. Listen yeah. to this. Yeah. Right. It's the same thing. She's doing a super high part and then a lower part. So I, I have a feeling that maybe it was the same thing. Where I mean, they they had to have played this. This is like their biggest song, one of their biggest. This one and Linger right. was the other Linger. big one. Yeah. Yep. Um, yep. which I like this this one better. But you know, yeah, this so, is they, so they had 90s. To, they had to play this like thousands of times. Yep. Right. But it, it almost seemed like that, like she was trying to find that middle ground. Uh, and by the end, when she's doing the part at the end, which we'll talk about, that kind of like yodel st- stuff that she does at the end, and that may be more of the keening side with the yodeling stuff incorporated, mm-hmm. she put an unbelievable amount of power behind that in the live version, and it was really cool to watch. Yep, yep. The second half of the video just kind of took off in a different direction. Like you said it would. It's like, Wow. Yeah. And then, you know, and the crowd was just with her every note, every step. Oh my great. God. I know the crowd was Ooh. loving it. It's like that. Ooh. I would love to be in that crowd. Yeah. Just looked like just so much energy and like yep. positive yep. energy. Yep. So a couple things about this song. There, there's no chorus in this song. No. Isn't that right. weird? There's no yeah, well, chorus. Well, the chorus is her yodeling. I guess. I guess it could <laughs> be. She keeps coming back to that. I guess it could break. be. But she only does it like a couple times. Yep. Uh, and then at the end. But I didn't really notice it until we were listening now. It's like, wait, there's no chorus to the song. They just kind of yep. do a verse and then an instrumental and then another verse, which is kind of cool. This song, it's one of those songs that has such a unique sound that it puts you in the mindset of like the mid 90s, right? Yeah, it's so 90s. Especially yep. if you watch the video. Like if you look at her, I mean, she has like the short 90s haircut. Like it, this, this song yeah. just like, it feels like like an episode of Friends, you know? Like, <laughs> the only song that is more defining of mainstream 90s music is probably Torn by Natalie Imbruglia. Yeah. <laughs> Similar, yeah. yeah. Like, you know, yeah. like... On every 90s compilation, yeah. Right, yeah. right, yeah. exactly, exactly. And I feel like that's, like, the only song that, that evokes that feeling a little bit more. And if you watch the video, it's like they're wearing the, like, the button-down shirts that are, like, two sizes too big for them. You know, it just, everyone is dressed like they're in Friends, and it's just hilarious. It's just, it's another <laughs> era, and it's, like, it just captures that moment and that feeling. Because that, I, in 30 years, they'll be laughing at the way we look and sound and talk. Right, right now, exactly, right, exactly. Right. But that's, you know, I grew up in that time, so, like, that was... Right. The 90s is when I grew up with my radio playing all night, every night. 
And I heard yeah. this song all the time. Yep. Yeah. Well, this all and Link, the time. and Linga probably too. I yep. mean, that kind of captured it as well. Yeah, so. absolutely. I mean, <laughs> so nineties. It, it was a huge hit. I think it hit number seven in the U.S. charts on the U.S. charts, or maybe number nine and then number seven on the U.K. charts. Yeah. Yeah, it was huge, and and we would hear it all the time, and and it's still one of those ones that when you hear it, it's like you everything it. around you feels like feels like it's the nineties again. Yeah. It's, and you know you, what? It, but but it's it's also one of those things that's so unique that you, it's not one that you you're gonna crank up and sing along to as much. You know what I'm saying? Now, how are you going to sing like, along to this thing? Right, <laughs> you can't, you know? I mean, it's because she has such a strong accent, you know, which I, I had written down too. I'm glad you kind of said that about the uh, the Limerick accent because there's not as, you know, when you, when songs come over from England or Ireland or some other parts of the world, people don't have a tendency, it seems like, to, to sing with their, their you know, own accents, mm-hmm. but she does. Yeah. And I'm so glad, so glad you did because it would sound strange if she didn't. Because I think that's kind of what makes it, you know. It's such a cool voice. It's almost like it's like in her throat a little bit. It's a little bit throaty. Yeah. Her voice, yeah. which yeah. is kind of it's 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 really well. Cool. Like, like it said, it's yodel. You know, and yodeling is well, in, well, yeah, in your throat. It, like but that. but the the keening is that really kind of high pitched kind of wine yeah. type song, right? So like when you mix those and and the yodeling comes in when she jumps from her chest voice to her head voice. Yeah. She makes that jump. Yeah. I'm not going to attempt to do it because I would just <laughs> embarrass say, myself. You. But, but you hear when she does it. I mean, <laughs> you see, where, where does she... That right there. From the, head, from the chest voice to the head voice. It's like a, it's like a switch. Yeah. Um, and that's the yodeling part that comes in. And I don't know if she was like classically trained in yodeling or if she just kind of like does yeah. that. But no one does that. Like, how did that become? I was going to say, where song, else have you heard that? Right, how did this song right. become a hit, you know? Right. Like, with, with having that kind of stuff. That's what's, that was what was great about the 90s, is like, music could have really kind of out there stuff like that, and it yep. still became a hit. Like, yep. it, was a good, it was a good time to be, a, you know, an experimental musician. <laughs> <laughs> because you could break it big. And, and they hit so big in, in the, uh, the States, even though it was, you know, such a huge hit over in, uh, in Europe and in Ireland and stuff too. So it hit mm-hmm. big, yeah. As well, which was again, it's not something that you'd expect to hear. And and frankly, until like the middle, uh, you know, just right at the beginning of the second course, it's kind of to me and a little and you know, sacrilege maybe here, but a little boring, kind of dull. Right. And it's more atmos- flat. It's then it, atmospheric. Atmospheric, right? You know, and then and then it just kind of then it kind of starts to kick in, um, and it starts to almost rock during the second court, the second chorus, which is I mean, right. The second, but they keep uh, it verse, subdued. They is, keep pulling it back. Yeah. You know, yeah. whenever it starts to kind of get really big, they pull it right back to that, yeah. you know, that, that, um, that kind of baseline, no, I don't want to use the term baseline, but that's kind of the best thing I can come up with. That kind of foundation, right? And they, they reel it back as soon as it starts to kind of get, get big, which yeah, is yeah. keeping it under control. Very ethereal, very, you know, out there, kind mm-hmm. of like in the atmosphere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. for yeah. sure. So I had a couple things that I wanted to, to play for people. That, uh, that stood out to me that maybe they would miss, which is something that we like to share uh, on the show. So at 39 seconds, the, um, when she's in that first verse, and I think she, probably most of the verses when it's kind of that quiet part, it's all like toms on the drum, and there's some really great tom fills. So just listen to the drums at this part. Oh, yes. Just... Yeah. Almost and like there's no, there's no yeah. snare. It's all toms. It's just, it's a good, it's a good, dri- like a good little fill to, to drive in without being overly complicated. It just kind of keeps it moving <laughs> forward, you know? So, so in the nineties, like every other band, do they have a Tom in, in playing 
out in front of the band with someone else. Just yeah, no, like I think going. that's I think that's more of a early two thousands <laughs> hipster, uh, hipster thing. Yeah, <laughs> no, I think this was a more. I mean, if you watch the video, it's it's a you know a normal drum kit, five piece yeah. drum kit or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Guitar, yeah, bass, going, vocals. Like that's and he's going it. crazy on those drums too. In the, oh in the yeah. Oh, by the end, he's literally yeah. standing up and just smashing yeah. them. It's, yeah, awesome. it's awesome. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> so I, I like that. I kind of noticed that today. And I, I already talked about the overdubbed vocals. That was, I played that earlier. You heard the high part and the low part. Yes. Yeah. And then let's see. I have one eighteen, but I didn't write why I. Oh yeah, that that's when it, that's when it kicks in, right? From the yeah. the kind of quiet part, and they they kind of start rocking. Right here. That's when that's when he starts utilizing the snare, which gives it a little bit more meat. Yep, on the offbeat there too. Yeah, yeah. and then is that in, in live video where they start singing, the entire crowd starts singing the chorus? They they or do that. Sing that verse with her. They do that at uh, at the last verse. Okay, she has All them right. sing the last verse, like which is the same goosebumps. lyrics as the first verse. As the first verse, right? Yeah. Right. So when she first does that, the kind of yodeling, keening thing. What I want you to do is I want you to listen to the the. There's a noise in the background that only happens while she's doing this, and you'll hear it come in, and it's really this weird. Just listen to it. Sounds like an alien tractor beam. Oh, okay. I hadn't picked that. Oh, hear? now I can't. I can't unhear that now. Yeah, but let's do it. It oh. goes. It goes away as soon as she finishes this section. Gone. Where did that come from? I don't know. I don't know what it is. It must be some kind of synthesizer or something. But that's the only. It, it only does it when she's doing that part. Isn't that weird? Yeah, I never heard that. Like before. this no, weird I'll never background. Be able to not hear that yeah. sound effect. And you hear it when it starts. When it comes in. Yeah. I just thought that was really weird. I, I had never heard Oof. that until today when I was listening a little bit closer. Oof. Oof. But it, it it gives it adds to that like kind of ethereal yeah. spiritual feel to it, which is it's really yeah. it's really yeah. unique. They, like I wonder if that was like they recorded alien. it and then they were like, There's something missing. Like what yeah, can let's we put do? an alien tractor And they just like warbled a synthesizer or something and then they were like, <laughs> Yeah, that's good. <laughs> I, I want something that sounds like a like a sci fi alien tractor beam. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hey, here's an idea. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and then I, I marked two oh six, which is really just kind of to emphasize the driving beat that it ends up leaning into, especially during the live version. With the heavy bass drum. And it, it it I think it's more of an emphasis of like what we heard in the beginning, right? But they're pounding that bass drum forward. Even more. <laughs> You know, just driving it, driving it home, which keeps it keeps it moving forward. Because if it didn't have that, like I feel like I think there is an acoustic version of this out there, and I boring. feel like I feel like that would be boring. Yeah, yeah. Because having the really kind of light sounding instruments over like a really heavy driving drum beat like that, interesting, okay. is what makes it interesting. Yeah, yeah. no, I, I see what you're saying. I see what you did there. Okay, all right. Right, I, and I have an opinion about it in a second. Go ahead, keep okay. going. Okay. Well, then I just I just wanted to listen to <laughs> I just wanted to listen to the ending. Yeah. At three and a half minutes. I never heard that before. So every other radio station you're gonna hear that is gonna fade this out. This is now. this is the best part of that live version too, because you see her. You see, I mean, her mouth is like gaping, 
and her chest is puffed up and she's putting every ounce of energy behind these notes that she's singing and she has the crowd do it too it's just really really it's a building cool, with her right? it's a cool moment yeah I like how she goes up into uh-huh. her head voice at yeah. the end there. Uh, yeah, but then when they do it at the end. Even with the drums. I think it's the backing vocals, which was done by her boyfriend at the time, I guess. Uh, that sounds a lot like like some traditional Native American stuff, which yeah, I have like yeah. no no knowledge of. So if anyone is listening and they have knowledge <laughs> of that, and I'm being offensive, I I apologize. But from what I've heard on like TikTok from some of the random videos that I've come across, this sounds similar to that, especially with yeah. some of the some of the drums that they have. There's really like one drum that's behind it. Just listen one more time. Or bongos. Yeah. Wow. Pretty it's cool. It's funny because this is a song all over the radio in the 90s. Mm-hmm. You heard it everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and yet you would never hear that part because the I, DJ I heard would be it. talking I think, over I think that. Usually unless you had the version of, of it on a CD or your cassette tape or something. I think usually they would play it like the first go around. Because they do it twice, right? They do that part twice. They sing that part twice. And yeah. I think they would usually play the first part, but it would they'd fade it out during that first part. So you'd like hear it, but not hear it to... You wouldn't hear the song to its completion. Right, right. And when you listen to the regular version all the way through, you it's those those backing vocals are really really emphasized at the end, yeah. which you might not have really picked up on as much. Just yeah, as that's even more haunting near the end there of that. Oh yeah, you know, it's so yeah. cool. It's just so unique and so different, and it it, it again and, speaks to like how open people were to new and different things. Yeah. During yeah. the nineties, right? Like if you think back to like all of the songs that had random reggae parts in the nineties or, uh, you know, some of this, some of this stuff, this is, you know, with the, the yodeling mixed with this kind of native American sound, it's almost similar to some of the, uh, Indian music that I've listened to. Like you get kind of that, that feel to it that would never work today. Well, it would, but it wouldn't get played by anybody except, you know, your, it wouldn't, your, it wouldn't make it on mainstream. It, right, wouldn't, it wouldn't make it on mainstream radio. And this song right, was a huge right. hit. And like, yeah. that's not why this song was a huge hit, I think. I think it's just like, overall, it's a good song. You so know? interesting that near the end there, when, when she does that, like you said, that big, powerful, you know, the, the yodel keening thing, how in the live version, people sang it exactly the same way. Like for, mm-hmm. for you and me, it's like, it sounds kind of random. It's kind of interesting. And they do every note. Kind of. They do everything, you know. But I think and if it, I was in that crowd, I think I've heard this song enough times that if I was in that crowd, I would be able to do that. Really? Right see, along I don't know. If I, yeah. Well, maybe I just haven't heard it. You probably, that you, that you much, might but, be able to. You know, but it's just interesting to see that, like that, that is just like a chorus, just like you yeah, know, yes. sing along, and how everybody just kind of like grabs it and sings it note for note perfectly with her, like you said, the power mm-hmm. that she's. That and she's what's, what's cool deli- is like delivering she, it too. That live version was in Paris. So those people don't speak English as their primary (laughs) language, right? So when you have stuff like that in a song, it's cool because it literally breaks down all borders. Like they don't need to know what you're saying because you're not saying anything. It's just, it's like a moment that everyone can share because it's a language that everybody speaks. Yeah. Or they're singing it, the English version, because that's what they know. Right. But they may not know what it says and all the words stuff, but they love the song because of that. Mm -hmm. Because Yeah. Yeah. It's funny because I remember Springsteen reading, uh, reading in his... 
biography, um, how they couldn't wait to a lot of times take the tour. As much as they loved touring in the U.S., they always couldn't wait to get over to um, into Europe because the Europeans would be crazy more enthusiastic than any U.S. crowd and sing every note, mm-hmm. not every word, every note along with that stuff. So, you, And you saw... Um, that kind of like that level of enthusiasm in that cut that you just showed me, you know. A great that, example you know, of that is that. Um, if you ever get a chance, go to YouTube and look up Muse playing Knights of Sidonia. They play Knights of Sidonia at Wembley Stadium. And it's the same thing. The crowd is singing every note, every like guitar, every note that he plays on his guitar. Right. They're screaming yeah. it back at him and jumping up and down for the entire song. And it's the yeah. whole crowd is doing it. And it just looks like the most fun you could ever possibly have yeah. at a yeah. live Live yeah. concert. And that's what this this uh, live version that you showed me from. That's what it felt like. The same things, yeah. Yeah. Now, I have to say, here's my opinion. You ready? When you said it, it's like, oh, I remember that song. I like that. I'm mm-hmm. going to go check that out. And then when you said, you know, watch this version, which was a live version. So I was uh, kind of getting my own notes together for the song I'm going to do and just kind of getting ready before we, we kind of logged in here. I went and watched it on, on YouTube. It's like, that was great. Oh, that, that, unbelievable. And, you know, noticing like she was a little off, like you said, couldn't find the... Yeah. The, the the right tone and everything else. But like, wow, it was so great to see it. And then hearing it when we just started at the beginning of this this podcast this time, it's like, oh. Kind of weak, right? Kind of boring. It was kind of dull. I did find another video. I guess video. it was like, that was nice, but yeah. So like, so why did, why did it, so did you hear it again and then see that video and that kind of made you hungry? Like, oh, I think I want to do this song. Or was it just, I love this song and I want to kind of bring it back? Well, the way, the way that I pick a song is I just put, you know, I have my big playlist of like yep. hundreds of songs and I just put it on shuffle and I just start skipping through it, giving, you know, and then when one like kind of hooks me in the moment, then I listen to it and you kind of like go down that, you know, you, you like fall yep. into it and it's then like, research. Right, right, right. And then you okay. just like gotcha. fall, fall in love with it for that moment and you listen to it over and over again. And then the reason why it was on the playlist in the first place. And then I decided, yep. oh, I'll go see it, you know, cause this is a, not an easy song to sing. In any means, no, by any means. No, no. Um, so I was like, let's see how she does live. And I did find a video. I watched a couple different versions of it. And there was one from a Woodstock, like 994 or something, like when the song was out, where she killed it. She nailed it and sounded sounded Perfect. right on key, no problem. Yep. Yeah. So I don't know yep. if you know, this was at the end of a show where w- she was losing her voice or something. But So she was can it, um, do it. It might have just been it, that one recording. Was it received real well by the crowd in that other, yeah. the other one too? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think this this it seemed like this was probably the encore song because she came running back on stage hmm. to like thunderous applause. Oh, and I wouldn't be surprised. They probably and, they probably finished. They all with walked Linger. off afterwards. Yeah, right. And then right. walked off and then came back and played this. But she she it was almost like the first part of the song. She was caught up in the enthusiasm and not just singing it. Right. You know, kind of like she was dancing and, and like and oh, stuff. And, yeah. But so good, so good. Yeah. But then found great the show. Put puts on yeah. a great show. She yeah, she seemed imagine. like a really good front woman. Yeah, which is pretty cool. Yeah, tra- tragic loss, big loss. Oh, I remember yeah. a lot of people I just were that. really upset when they yeah, lost. Yeah, I was too. upset too because I was like, I, I hadn't really thought about them in a long time, and I, and then yep. when I heard about that, I was like, oh, that's that's too bad because like she was really really good, and you yeah. know, Zombie yep. is probably their other biggest is their other biggest hit. Exactly, um, yep. I, and you heard that song all over the place. That that yeah. that's a, a great great song, and it's just I too bad. Cause I wonder good. how she would have been if you would have seen her at uh, Croke Park, maybe in in Ireland, right? Yeah. You know? In her Jeez, native, would have been cool. you know, how, how that would have been fun. Oh. Yeah, for sure. But, for sure. But yeah, I guess she's song. been singing since she was like, before she could talk, they said. Really? <laughs> yeah. <Really>? Yodeling. <laughs> yeah, right? So just good good stuff. Little little bit nostalgic, you know, for the 90s, okay. for the, the time I grew up in, but just more 
I just think it's a good good song that people should revisit. Yeah, interesting because yeah, it's, kind of a... it's kind of forgettable if you don't, you know. But go back and listen to a lot of their stuff because it's really good. Yeah, kind of a wild card. Yeah, that I didn't expect something like that. Like yeah, that's different. Like I said, it just hooked I mean, me. It's, I not, it's not a uh, Tom Jones, you know, achy breaky heart, you <laughs> know, something else wild no, card. No, 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 but no. it was wild, you know, it was a wild card for you. That was a good one. Yeah, thanks. So favorite part? Uh, geez, you know, I don't know. Maybe the ending, the yodeling at the I, end. I like. I do. I think, yeah, before the music cuts off, when she's doing that part, that kind of keening yodeling thing, but mostly because of that live version, because it, it really is astounding to watch how much power she's, she puts behind that. Yeah. So I think that kind of became my favorite part. Effortless, too. I mean, just banged it out. Right. So, well, yeah. it could, <laughs> like, can be, but she puts the effort in, is what yeah. it is. Yeah. And I, and I won't even ask like who to cover it because is it coverable? Has anyone ever covered it? And who could ever I'll, like I'll say do this. it justice? I'll say this: Miley Cyrus does a really good cover of "Zombie." Really, which wouldn't expect. Believe it or not, she's actually when she plays music kind of straight up. Voice. She's actually yeah. really really good. Yeah. she's yeah. a very good musician, and uh, yeah. she does a killer version of that song. So maybe she could do this. I don't know. That yeah. song's pretty maybe. different from this one, though. I wonder if she has. Maybe. You know, I bet people have done it. it. I mean, people do yeah. these these '90s songs yeah. all the time in cover bands yeah. and stuff. Because it's nostalgic so. and stuff too. So. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Nice, nice. Yeah. Good job. Thanks. Didn't didn't love it as much as I I did the live one. You're like, oh, okay, I know it kind of kind of. But it's one of those things where it's like, you know what? Like, you kind of wish that she was still alive because you kind of want to go to that show because yes. I feel like if they were still playing, if you went today because that song was such a big hit, that song would still. Still kill it. Kill it every time. Yeah. All right. What's next? Next is you. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles, plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So, what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right, you'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com pantheon. Buyraycon.com pantheon. So, um, looking for different, a lot of different songs. Like I said, I was going to do Stevie Ray Vaughan. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I was mostly going to do that because I, I recently, about four months ago, three months ago, saw that video again of him mid um, song. Changing out the guitar. Straight up changing his guitar because he broke a string. 
without missing literally one beat, one note kind of mm-hmm. thing. So I was like, oh, let me look back in the Stevie. Then I almost did that a Joe a cool Cocker video. song. I almost did a Joe Cocker song. I almost did a few other things and stuff. And then as I was going through it, it's like I came across this and like, oh, because I remember hearing it about two or three days ago and thinking that would be kind of a cool one to do. But I heard the uh, Chris Christopherson version, who's the original writer of, of this, uh, Me and Bobby McGee by Janis Joplin. Mm-hmm. So a lot of things going on in this one. It's um, a song, and you know how I like a, how a song when they build, you mm-hmm. know, when it starts out and it kind of goes and it builds and then with the big ending and stuff. This is one of those songs that I think um, everyone knows the chorus because all it is is la-da-da yeah. at the end, you know, and maybe, you know, the original chorus, uh, but they don't really kind of may- listen to it as much. I think much, people know the original chorus was- because it's like used as like quotes and stuff on like yeah. artwork and things like that, you know? Yeah. Yep. But it, it's a song that I think is often forgotten. A lot of people maybe kind of forgot how good this one was, but um, go listen to it uh, on either Spotify um, or any place you'd be hearing different styles, types of music that you would listen to, and uh, come on back and we'll we'll talk about it. That's a great song. So you say, yeah, unbelievable, huh? Yes, yeah, I haven't listened to that in a long time. It's so good, isn't it? Unbelievable, and it, it it's one of those songs mm-hmm. that I think most people or a lot of people maybe have forgotten about. Um, or certainly never listen in as intently as we want you to. The old, you know, the old. You're not listening. I think a lot of people hear this song, but they really kind of never paid attention to it. And I have some theories on a few other things too. So, what do you think? I think it sounds like uh, it sounds uh, the recording sounds very messy. It almost sounds like they all gathered yep. around one yep. microphone, yep. right? Yep. Which I'm sure I, is no. Intentional. I think it was a mistake. If I now again, oh really? This, I am not anywhere close to being. A Janis Joplin, um, you know, have no any knowledge about Janis Joplin. I like it. I like some of her songs, stuff, but I don't know anything about her. I know some, obviously, about the tragic death and that kind of stuff. But so there are some mm-hmm. people out there listening, and um, one of the students who has since graduated from Franklin Pierce um, was a huge and is a huge Janis Joplin fan. Sings like Janis Joplin, has an unbelievable voice like Janis Joplin. So I'm going to kind of lean on her. I'm going to at some point go to her and ask her opinion and stuff. But it feels like this could be unintentional how good it was. And let's release it as a single because they released it and went to number one after she had died. You know, stuff. So I don't know. Mm. So we want a little background as I was doing a little bit of a deep dive trying to find out about it. So, sure. and this is where I said to you that the notes, I didn't send them to you just a minute until a couple seconds ago. So you got them now. Um, so again, I think it's such a, it's a, it's a timeless song that, you know, it, it, this was, believe it or not, 1971. Uh, it was, uh, that she, that was put out, it was put out right after she died and it was her only number one uh, hit on the Billboard chart. That, with, with all the success and what she was known for, I think this is her number one hit. Speaking of Franklin P.S., by the way, she came to Franklin P.S. and did a concert there. Ironically, cool. you know, in beautiful downtown Ridge, Janis Joplin and and Springsteen. <laughs> so, but that's another night. That's another time to talk about. So, um, Chris Christopherson, who's pretty well known as a um, as a performer, and and, a, and he's also done a lot of stuff in mo- movies and all stuff. But he was known as a, as a, as a songwriter. He wrote it. So I guess he he sang it to her, sang it for her, uh, and you know, uh, one of the uh, the producers kind of uh, taught it to her. And, and Chris Christopherson, who did the who did the original, had an original version. I'll tell you a little bit about some of the people who have done versions of it since and wrote it, didn't know that she had recorded it until after she had died and, and they released it and stuff. So here's my vision. Hey, that guy, Chris, you know, sang this real good song for us. Let's give it a shot. Um, I think I have the words. I mean, I can hear, see her singing 
the words with, with the lyrics written on a piece of paper around one mic maybe and let's just jam out and see how it goes kind of thing. Because the the whole thing with this this song is, you know, everybody is captured by, as I am and as, as you, we should be, Janice's voice and her the way she right. delivers it. But the, the power. Right, right. And the, the music in this is loose and so good. And the the trade-offs of the solos and everything as as it as it builds and everything else. It's just it's amazing. Um and I think it gets mm-hmm. lost in in the old, you know, singing her singing the la da da's and and even the, the, the really good words and the and the and the, yeah, the, the the performance that she puts through with her vocals that you don't realize how good the musical part of it is in background. So sitting around a studio, hey, we have one more, let's try this one, you know, and I'm going to go through it and everything else and just going to rip it, you know, with the way that I learned it and let's see kind of where it goes and boom, this is what they came out with. That's what it feels like to me because I think the looseness kind of adds to the to the integrity of how good the song is. That's what, that, again, yeah. no, impression. I, no, I know yeah. nothing more about it than that. Just that's what it feels like. No, I agree. That's... Yeah, it feels almost improvised. It almost feels like yeah, a live, yeah, like a jam, yeah, performance. Yeah. So yeah, primarily, like it was a, it was primarily a country song. Roger Miller, Ken, Kenny Rogers, <laughs> Gordon Lightfoot, you know, and this is like pre-folky, even kind of like straight up country. Yeah, I mean, I can I can picture this. Yeah, I yeah. mean, I've heard w- Willie Nelson Willie sing N- it, but I I can picture Kenny Rogers yeah. and Kenny Rogers, Gordon Lightfoot, um, Willie Nelson. Gordon Lightfoot had a, a decent hit with it. Dolly, uh, Dolly Parton, Parton, Statler Brothers, Jerry Lee Lewis, Chris Christopherson, Charlie Pride, Pride, Bill Haley and the Comets, Sham the Sam the Sham and the Pharaohs, who did Hey There Little Red Riding Hood, Johnny Cash, yeah. Great Pink, song. Dolly Parton, Grateful Dead, Melissa Etheridge, Leon Leon Rhymes, like it goes on and on. Like this is one of those songs that everyone has covered, and a lot of people dared to cover it because. You know, it's one of those like, can you ever come across as good a version as you know Janis Joplin? Now mm-hmm. we know it as Janis Joplin's version. People love Chris Christopherson's version. People love Gordon Lightfoot's uh, version. So like, there's different versions out there that people um, have probably connected with, and they've gone higher, and if not higher in the charts, especially the country charts. So interesting that it was really for her, it was a cover. You know. You know, it's a song right. obviously about two drifters. You know, uh, uh, out you know, thumbing down the road and stuff. They get picked up by a guy in a in a, in a truck and they sing along. Um, the line, "I trade um, all of my tomorrows in for one single yesterday," is really kind of what drives this. And that's and a good line. Drives the whole thing is what what it comes down yeah. to. Um, that's a great. That's a great yeah, line. Yeah. You know, sure. and then the interesting thing is that um, the, it says here uh, the singer's name never being is never really mentioned, and the name Bobby really became kind of gender neutral, um, especially in America, mm-hmm. has it been recorded by both male and female singers um, with never any change, minor, if, if any changes, differences in lyrical, because it, so it covers if you sing it from a male's point of view versus a single's point of view, which is one of those rare songs. So the, the highlights first, structure is very, very loose, like I said, but it seems pretty intentional and seems like it's just going to be a fun kind of uh, jam all throughout the whole thing. Did you hear the bass that I wanted you to listen to? Yeah, it's a stand-up. No, bass. you think so? You, yeah, yeah. You can tell at two at uh, let's see, two and really? a half minutes. Hold okay. On. Yeah, let All me right. play it for see, you. See, I wouldn't have thought that. You know, which again brings it to the you know the folk slash. Listen, listen to it at this part. Okay. Boom, 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 yeah, unless it's, boom, I mean, can boom. you tune a regular bass or play it down that low though, so it sounds that way? But you, 
No, it's not that it's it's not that it's lower. It's a it's acoustic. It's that it's a, booming it's acoustic different sound. bounciness. Yeah. Okay. Now that you that said you, that, you can't get that. With now an that you say that, I, I can pick up on that. Which I, I again, I wouldn't know the, the subtleties of that stuff. So interesting. Okay. Yeah. So I see that. Yeah. Right there. When you that doom Okay. That 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 one note where they kind of like miss it and then catch it. Yeah. What do you? Yeah. You hear you hear the yeah. buzzing. That's an acoustic bass. Interesting. Okay. So it, the interesting thing is, and you have mentioned in, in the past too, is that you know sometimes when you have a a really intricate bass line that you end up having to play throughout the entire song, that like what am I doing? It's, mm-hmm. It seems like this is one of those where he's just going to town or she yeah. is going to whole town and so, the whole thing for the most part. This it, it sounds to me like a stand up bass. Now that I think about it, it could potentially be one of those kind of like open basses, kind of like Paul McCartney plays. I don't know what. Wow that model is but you know Glitch. it's almost like like an acoustic style okay. like like semi hollow body okay. it may be it may be that but it I has a different tone than a traditional electric bass it's got that open ringing yeah. okay. kind of bounce bounciness to it okay. yeah so soft beginning at the strumming at the beginning that you know just kind of like leads you in the story and it's it's obviously the storytelling at the beginning you know um as the you know they they, they thumbed diesel dan and everything else and then the electric guitar starts to come in and then the opening of the chorus. Um, Just before it rains, yep. Soft. Kind of leads you into it. Yeah. Right here. The guitar. Yeah. Yeah, that's a very um, yeah, country right, guitar, right. guitar. I lift. pull hop my, my hop uh, out of my old, my old dirty red AM, uh, bandana, saying every song they're driving new and all that stuff. So it's kind of like setting a tone. Like there's the visual, right? They they mm-hmm. they're, they're thumbing. They get picked up by a guy in a truck and just whips out the the the, uh, the hop uh, the harmonica and just plays and saying every song that that driver knew for the you know while they're driving through the the deep south kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So one thirteen, um, minute thirteen in, okay. Well, first off, before that, um, and then it, it builds initially up to the to the chorus, which is a minute and two seconds. Um, so the chorus goes in and it's you know it's a it's a great chorus that you can sing along to, but then it gets softer right at that one minute, two seconds, which kind of leads you into the next verse a little more, you know? So it's like the chorus is, freedom's just another word for nothing. So, yeah. There it go, yeah. Freedom's just another word for nothing left to lose. Nothing. I mean, nothing, honey, if it ain't free. And then, but at the end of that, at, at, so that's the beginning of the chorus. And at the end of that, at, at a minute, two seconds, it gets softer. So it's kind of like, you know, they're not going to like belt out the entire chorus. The last line or the last line or, or two. Now it's quiet. So as musician, that feels to me like it leads you like, okay, so we're not gonna we're gonna bring you up a little, but we're gonna pull you back down, and we're gonna that's a that's a blues we're gonna lead thing. you into the next course. Is it okay? All right, mm-hmm. okay, the pull back thing, like yeah. that. Okay, and then it goes on. You know, so they play a little more. Then at one thirteen, they do a key change, which brings it into another level again. Here's the growth, the evolution, right here. From the king, and then it's got you know again through the deep south uh, with with the, the lyrics. You add in the Hammond organ. You add in a little more electric guitar, and it starts to build. The bridge at 221 is where the whole thing goes in a whole different direction where anyone in the entire world can and does sing along. 221. At the beginning, it's very pensive. It's kind of relaxing. It's almost like she's dreaming about her time that she was with Bobby, you know? 
until uh, so it's kind of like a little more you know maybe ethereal kind of like you know uh, Dolores um, and then 242 it kicks in a lot more hopeful positive Three minutes, it kicks off. Everybody rocks out. This is the image in the studio where everyone is just like going at it. Let's go. Three minutes. Yeah. I love that yeah. bass. That's right. That's, that's that heavy bass. When, when he follows the, uh, the, the follows her yep. vocals yep. right there, huh? That's the chills right there. Yeah. And then 322 yeah, goes really into good. a piano song, piano solo, where you can see everyone in the whole studio is dancing, going crazy. Again, in this loose jam. Everyone's dancing right now. That's very yep, honky-tonk right. piano. And every, right. And every, that's, you know it's a stand-up. It's not a, it's not a, uh, mm-hmm. you know, it's not a full piano. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, yeah, and, for sure. Um, and everyone's, you know, There's nothing grand going about in circles that. and stuff. You know, looks like Axel from uh, Guns N' Roses going in circles. 350 when she screams into the organ solo. And then 401 guitar solo jumps in and it brings you to a really rollicking ending. Very yeah. honky tonk. And at four eleven, she sound at the end of that. And at four eleven, she comes in at the end, just kind of brings it home, and you know, it kind of brings a, a conclusion. This loose jam. Thinking, like hearing all of that stuff. So hit hit four eleven, just the one one last time too. Especially the ending. Everything kind of yeah. just dies. Yeah. Which which again <laughs> feels like. We're all in the studio More together. Let's just jam it. Like a practice yeah. session. And then, you know, when you hear that last note, like, okay, you know, his, the the recording stopped and he just said, wow, that was pretty good. That was good. You know, hey, did he capture a good version of that? Yeah. You know, maybe we could put that out as a single. You know, who, you know, it just feels <laughs> like it was so unintentionally intentional, if that makes sense. It makes sense. Like, <laughs> you know, you, you, you wanted to get to the end. Well, you don't get, you don't get you, the they, looseness. It's, it's almost like they weren't planning on doing it, right? So you like, it doesn't have that rigidity of like a well-polished and well-rehearsed exactly. Exactly. song so it is like it, it kind of falls right into the message of the song where it's like there's like a freedom with it Ooh, with the way well that they played yeah. it well you know yeah 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 and and yeah. how do you you know intentionally capture that freedom and without having all those parameters of production you or studio record, you have someone hit record without people yeah. knowing yeah you, know, you put like out that in, version uh, that thi- it's like in that thing you do. Hey, roll tape yeah. on this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, that's a song we should do too sometime. That's a great song. No, I mean at the end when he's in the studio alone. Oh, 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 right, right, right. When he's just like, hey, roll tape on this. And they just jam. Um, but it's just, it seems, it's one of those songs that we've all heard. Everybody's, you know, covered it. We've all heard it a million different times, you know, over the, the hundreds of years that we've been all listening to music stuff. And again, it was a hit in 1971. At number one, but being so timeless, everybody thinks. I think, like, oh, I love that Janis Joplin song. I th- I want people to love it also for the really good musicians and the music under it that mm. you can that can get lost um, mm-hmm. under the under her voice and under her power of delivering it, which is her 
that's her calling card. I mean, that's what she did. It's just what yeah. she does. And yeah. She's so good at it. But so it's almost easy to look past it if you've listened yeah. to a lot of her stuff because that's just what An- she does. another example of surrounding yourself with really good musicians and, and let them do their thing. And you know the the, the music and then the, the the hits and, and the songs will take care of themselves. But wow, and and again, not knowing a lot about her, you know, or, or her band, you know, and, and all. Um, but I can imagine some of these guys really were some of the the, the the musicians had some really good chops and did some really nice things, you know, after and, and or during or before her career as well. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, for sure. So just uh, the way that whole thing builds, especially with the um, the bass throughout, but you know when it all kicks in, I love that honky tonk piano, you know, and and you know there's no words, so let's just do la da da, sing over that, and let like people take turns doing the individual solos, uh, bring it home at the end, and let's call it a single, and boom, I'll die a few days later, and then you know it comes a hit. It's a tragic story, but man, what a song! So we know of all of these people that have covered it, but who would you like to hear? Who would you like to hear? cover it you know i would have said anyway and i was shocked don't say oh no, yeah. that i would have I, I, i'm shocked <laughs> i saw it on the list i would have said pink because i was thinking someone with huge yeah. you know huge huge vocals you know with some really good mm. pipes i didn't know she covered it until i was reading through the list and stuff so i would have said someone like her you know um with, with her this again uh, janice joplin is a very unique voice right and that it, yeah, it's, yeah, it's hard sure. to hard to emulate and hard to kind of cover that because you're always going to be compared to you know one of the, the the best voices in rock history right how do you do it justice or do you just do it different you know but i think pink would would probably and i'd like to now that i see that in the list as i was doing some of the research stuff i want to go back and listen and find her version at some point um, I, can you think of anyone else with that saying, you know, Susan Tedeschi, maybe, you know, some of these real know. strong blues singers, uh, Tina yeah, Turner. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's probably who, cause I, I'm thinking of like, um, lift a good job me, in the city. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm thinking yeah. that's where my mind yeah. is going. Right. Well, and, and so. again, any, anybody with those kind of chops probably can be in a similar category and, and all, but it just seems like this. Even compared to some of the other stuff that I that I like and I've heard, Proud Mary—that's what it's called. Sorry, Proud Mary. I don't know why I couldn't oh, think of that. Yeah, yeah. That was... But even some of the people, you know, some of the other songs that that I like and I've you know, I've, you know heard and I'm familiar with with uh, Janis Joplin. Again, not a huge—I don't have a huge amount of knowledge. I'm a big fan. I like her a lot. This one just seems better. Just seems maybe it's more the rawness, mm. or maybe the uh, more captures you know the the real her in front of a microphone rather than something that production has kind of done something to i don't know i don't know what what all the you know the the, the pieces of that were back in the day uh but just I, I just love the way that she kind of delivers this so no what do you think what favorite part For sure uh just the ending with the big the, when it's and everyone's going the big crazy, jam at yeah. the end yeah yeah without yeah. question so yeah um i just you know i i like the the whole idea that um it came from someone else that wasn't even her song and i would bet any Anybody who casually knows a little bit about Janis Joplin doesn't know that there's other, you know, like how many people know that Celine or um, Whitney Houston's biggest hits were written by, not not Celine, um, that, that Whitney Houston's biggest hit was written by Dolly Parton, you know? Right. 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 Same thing. So this, this is a cover. And again. Right. And the same thing with Celine, like uh, Whitney Houston, like that version. I know Dolly Parton is like, all hail our Lord and Savior, yes, Dolly Parton. Yes, question. We love But her. I will say that that song. The, the cover is better. Yes. Oh, yes. It's just more powerful. It's yeah. just a better version yeah. of that song. Yeah. And so it happens. Yeah. Um, so, and I, I think that's the case with this. I mean, I've heard other people do it. Chris Christofferson, in, 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 who's a writer, and heard Gordon Lightfits that remind the, me of it a couple weeks perfect, ago. So. It's the perfect song, though, for that, like, like Saturday evening country television show that they used to, like, you know, like. Austin City Limits, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that kind of stuff. Like, it, it's, uh, especially when you're looking at, like, the old 
the old school country yeah. versions of yeah, but know, she like, you know as a, as a singer songwriter folk song kind of thing, but she didn't obviously perform it that way and no, brought no. It to a whole different level blues um, rock and you know made it something that um, all the other songs pale to you know in comparison. So all the other versions of it, so it's good. I'm just got that's one I also you know kind of one of the things I do when I go through the list is other songs I want to get back into people's years again. The old mm-hmm. don't forget about how good this one was, and that was one. That's kind of what this episode was about yeah, today. Right? I kind of came back to that. I was like, oh, I forgot. And then as I listened to it more, I just realized if you'd have, if you'd have just you know kind of extract her vocals and just listen to it's still really good backing backing musical. Um, yeah, musically, and um, I mean obviously, how do you take Janis Joplin's vocals out? You don't. But right, but right. without that, it's still such. You such couldn't a if you song. tried. No, such a killer song. So. <laughs> so yeah, that's it. Awesome. All right, man. Good stuff. What do you think? Good choice. Uh, I think yeah, I think great choices to start off the year. I think. Um, and remember, if you want to hear every a, a new episode every month from you're not listening, make sure you're subscribed, and you leave us a rating and review because that's how the algorithm works. The more reviews you get, the more search engines you show up on. I want to give a shout out to uh, our listeners in Venezuela. We are continuously <laughs> charting top 50 music commentary podcasts in Venezuela. There you go. So but thank this. you to, to thank, yeah, yeah. Um, thank you so much to our, our listeners down there. That's pretty cool. <laughs> uh, remember to check out our Teespring store for any YNL merch that you want to get and find us on social media. We are at YNL podcast on Twitter and Instagram, and you can find us on Facebook as well. Join the Facebook group. We'll have links to all this stuff in the show notes uh, and make sure you check out pantheonpodcast.com so you can find some more awesome music podcasts Great. and make sure you check out our episodes of music musings that we were guests at uh, with Craig and I think did I hit everything? I think so we've got some good stuff coming up we've got some names you're going to recognize I think in, mm-hmm. in uh, future episodes uh, we have a couple other ideas and some people are reaching out to uh, pretty successfully so far um, I think one of our, our newer ones coming up is we're going to get our friend Joy on. We tried to get her on earlier. We did a, a recording with her, but it was wonky on our end, so we're going to get her back. And uh, she's always has some really good insights and loves music and, and loves the show and stuff. So uh, we're going to get her on very, very soon. So keep an eye out for her as well. Yeah, yeah. for sure. So yeah. with that, remember to stay hydrated, listen to good music, and don't be a dick. We will talk to you next time. See you, folks. Bye-bye. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.